This is realestateinvestingmastery.com. All right, everybody. Hey, we're back. Uh, this is part two of our interview with Gil, um, talking about outsourcing, talking about the Philippines. And um, so listen to the previous episode if you haven't already. We went over a lot of really good information. And, and uh, Gil is actually giving some killer tips on how to find people um, and how to kind of narrow your list depending on what, what you want your VA to do. But um, So but by the way, go to realestateinvestingmastery.com if you haven't already. Check out our free cast free fast cash survival kit we go through how to we have a whole section on there actually about outsourcing and how alex and i use virtual assistants where we find them um, but we also give information on there on how we wholesale properties um, lease options or the traditional wholesaling route it's a fa it's a good kit survival fast cash survival kit it just shows you the real basics of getting going on wholesaling getting some fast cash into your business and um I believe wholesaling is the foundation to real estate investing. Um, I know that from experience. And so, but we try to interview people from all walks of life in the real estate investing business who do all kinds of different investing, buy and hold and uh, uh, short sales and rehabs and flips and things like that. So outsourcing, I'm so excited about this topic because this can apply not just to real estate investing, but to any kind of field that you're in. Oh, yeah. And uh, before, when I was working, I, my previous job um, <clears throat> in my cubic hell, as I call it, it wasn't that bad. But I, I, you know, I enjoyed the people. I loved the people I worked with. And, and I actually liked what I did. But um, I, there were things in my business um, before I quit that where I was working, I thought, you know what? Why can't I outsource this to somebody else <laughs> so I can do other things? Because, I mean, there's... In my job, I was a civil engineer by education, and I was doing some project control stuff, you know, scheduling and, and uh, budgets and, and for these construction projects, and I'd work on these jobs. And there's times when I would do a lot of tedious data entry, um, or I'd take meeting minutes from, we had tons of meetings, and I had to type all those meeting notes up. Yeah. Um, I had to manually data input um, information into spreadsheets, and um, I would never tell my boss, but um, Gil... You <laughs> you have a you have a funny story. Can you talk about it? You had a couple full time jobs, didn't you? Yeah. Well, how uh, did how could you have had <laughs> two full time? This is after you moved to the U.S. Uh, how could you how could you hold two full time jobs? What you do? Yeah, the um the whole two full time that started. I mean, I had my company out here for a year, right? Uh -huh. We did phenomenal. It was uh, it was doing good, but I decided you know that business model was not for me and I didn't like the schedule of it you know and at the time towards the end of that business I um, I read Tim Ferriss's four-hour work week mm -hmm. and that completely blew my mind I thought that was absolutely fantastic and my mentor you know he said okay I'll tell you what why don't we try this put those concepts to work and you know while you're trying to figure out what you what industry you want to focus on so um, I found two jobs. Both of them, both of them are in marketing and sales. Yeah. Right. Both paid a generous base salary plus any bonuses and uh, commissions. Right. I started with one company, and while I was, you know, interviewing and hiring, uh, going through the interviews and got hired, I, you know, started looking for VAs, putting my team together, and because I had, you know, I've had companies in the Philippines before, I already have those relationships and those networks. Yeah. So I started outsourcing, you know, the work, calling people back, scheduling my sales appointments, um, you know, entering my sales data and the orders. And I mean, by the middle of the year, I, towards the end of the year, I had two full-time jobs. One of them, I was, you know, in the top, uh, top 10 in terms of sales and, um, sales and marketing. And the whole time, a, a bulk of the work was being outsourced. My VAs were getting paid a boatload. It was, they were getting paid generously and I was like wow this is absolutely amazing and I really wasn't breaking a sweat you know once you get your system going once yeah. the work is going to the right people and you have a good cranking machine I was like this is absolutely amazing you know so I come from that type of experience with outsourcing I don't have any like formal education and things like that on on um, you know any certifications it's more of a practical application <laughs> so your employers didn't know you were outsourcing 
no work to somebody else. they didn't know they didn't care i mean you know the sales were good company was growing they didn't know they didn't care you know at that you know, point tim ferris tells a um story in his book of a guy who was working for a large international computer company i think it was and uh he re- got sick and tired this employee and I'm, I'm trying to remember it's been years since i read this story but he got sick and tired of just punching a clock and he realized you know what i punch a clock i come in i sit in my cubicle and I don't talk to anybody all day. Nobody even knows that I'm here. Nobody even cares that I'm here. Yep. And so he started staying at home. Like he would punch in and then leave. Or and he went whatever. to China, I think. Yeah, didn't he, he three, went to yeah. China for like a year or something like that. And uh, maybe he didn't have to punch in a clock. But um, nobody knew he was gone. He got all of his work done. Yeah. And he just traveled the world and, and did his outs. He had other people do his work for him. And, uh, you know, even if you had a job where you had to be there every day, um, if I was in the, if I was still working um, in my field, in my industry, uh, I would definitely take the things that I don't like doing and I would be outsourcing it to somebody else in the Philippines. I'd still review the work when it came back. Yeah. But there's no, I would be glad to pay somebody two, three dollars an hour to do the stuff that I hate. So I could do the things that are would make the company more money and, and help me be more productive. Um, so yeah, you know, it just it's, makes it's, sense. You know, you're also talking about quality of life. How much stress can you eliminate? How much more you'd actually, you know, be able to enjoy your job or your profession? And right. you know, that way you're not coming home completely stressed out. And now you know, you take all that um, you know negativity into the home. So it's it's um it's it's a good situation all around. And funny enough, I mean. Joe, you and I did a survey earlier this year, yeah. right? And I, th- how many people did we survey? Was that a couple hundred, or did we hit like the thousand mark? A few thousand, but uh, I think we had about a hundred responses. Yeah, so we got about a hundred responses, and we narrowed it down to particularly the real estate um, niche. And you know, it's funny. We asked a simple question. You know, how many people? is willing to help you in your real estate business count your friends family your best friend you know or just how many people in general and most people had a hard time just finding one person who would be willing to help them out in their business mm-hmm. right and you know when we saw that it was like a huge shock because you have all these people that are dying to get their businesses up and running or ramp it up and get to the next level and if you can't find it immediately around you, then you've got to look in other, you know, creative spaces to to be able to do that. Right. And there were some other things we asked in there about, like, how many of you are actually doing marketing, any marketing at all? Yeah. Very low responses. Zip. And uh, so, awesome. Very good. we got a lot more to talk about, too. One of the things I wanted to ask about was um, – what kind of work can you have a virtual assistant do? I mean, what kind of things can you outsource? Give us some examples. You know, I like to explain it as if you can do it or if somebody can do it and if you can dream it up that it requires somebody else or somebody to actually be doing the work, then you can outsource it to somebody else, right? I mean, something very simple as um, listening to all your voicemails, transcribing it so you know who to call back and who, you know, where to spend your time, right? Yeah. If you had one hour in the day where you needed to make the biggest impact in your profession, in your business, that's what you should be doing. Everything else, you know, find a better way to get the job done or at least get it done, right, instead of let it pile up. Um, so something as simple as data entry, listening to voicemails, you know, scheduling appointments, follow up on calls, um, do cold calls for you, mm-hmm. you know, on on behalf of your business. They don't have to be really crazy scripts. You know, can be very simple. I have, a, you know, we had a business. They were um, they were catering to rest the restaurant industry, where they would reupholster all the couches, you know, in the restaurant and okay. make every you know re- refresh that. So you can start a simple campaign just to call on businesses. Hey, would you be interested in so and so? You huh. know, and you can have somebody do that all day every day you know monday through saturday and um and get some leads that way right up to the point in the real estate sector because in the last year this is what we've seen with actual results they can even obtain contracts all right do everything virtually for you i mean you have real estate investors out here gurus and you know veteran investors that will invest uh remotely you know they could be in a condo in miami doing deals in virginia you know buying flipping houses in california oh yeah you can have you can have a virtual assistant do the same thing for you internationally right you can take it up to the point where i mean like i have access and i know 
um, you know, people internationally that build software for major companies. Right. One of them is uh, for Walmart. They're building software where it's like a little microchip that goes into fabric or people's clothes so that they can track how they walk inside the Walmart. Oh, yeah. Right. 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 And, you know, so uh, up to like the most complex and really cool software that you can think about. I mean, there's expertise and there's individuals out there that can handle the workload and that can do it more efficient at budgets that are more cost effective. Okay. Yeah. Very good. The um, well, let's talk about marketing because I think marketing is the most important part of any business, mm-hmm. and marketing is something that you can outsource pretty easily in the Philippines if you know what kind of what what you want to do. Talk a little bit about what type of marketing can you outsource to virtual assistants with the type of marketing. So. We'll start with your first-time investor, right, or somebody that's t- completely brand new, you know, getting into real estate and wants to get started. If you're that type of investor who's completely brand new or has a limited budget, mm-hmm. right, Craigslist is one of the best sources you can get started working in, right? I can't emphasize that enough. We see that whether it be East Coast, West Coast, Midwest, there are deals that you can pull off of Craigslist. It's free, so you don't have to shell out any money to get some deals and get some experience talking to sellers. Right, and you're talking about – we're going to kind of rein this back into real estate investing. Yeah. Um, so you're talking about finding motivated seller leads Correct. on Craigslist. On okay. Craigslist, yep. Like at the end of this um, you know, this little podcast, I want people to be able to walk away and get some of this stuff going. Okay. Right? So Craigslist, you can find motivated sellers. You can do it for wholesaling. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can find motivated sellers that are willing to let their properties go because they're tired landlords, um, they're frustrated, or they've already made their money back and they're willing to, you know, get rid of that property in exchange for a better quality, less hassle type of, you know, property investment. Right. Right. You would search in the rental section. Um, you'd probably want to start with a criteria of, let's say, 800 and below, or whatever, you know, depending on the local area. Right, but that's kind of like the rule of thumb that we do. Eight hundred and below. Search from the rental properties. Send out a text blast. Okay, okay. a text blast is a text message that will go out to all the leads and prospects in your area. Okay, text messaging. It's free. The program you want to use is Google Voice. Yeah. Okay. There's pre- There's premium sources out there that you can use, like um, Callfire. And um, there's another outbound SMS um, that we used to use. I can't remember off Me- the top of my head. Message-media.com. Message-media.com. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're based out of Australia. Excellent deliverability. Um, so, yeah. So, text messaging, right? Send out a simple text message saying, hey, are you willing to, buy, um, are you willing to sell your property? Yeah, great. Okay. You can contact, you know, 50, 100, sometimes even more than 100. You want to keep your messages, your text messages um, at about 100 a day for text messaging because you don't want to get flagged in your account, you know, yeah. won't be able to deliver that. So that's text messaging, right? Um, the second form of uh, marketing that you can outsource and get done, right, even yourself, um, is emails. Okay. Craigslist has the anonymous emails that um, when you post an ad, right? And then they also have a feature where you don't put your email, you, um, you don't want to make it anonymous or people don't make it anonymous. So they actually right. have, you know, um, you know, joem at gmail.com. Right. Right. So focus your e- outbound emails to those email addresses, right? You can still use your Gmail account to do this. Um, you can either copy paste all of those emails and put them in the BCC section of the email. Don't put them in the to section because then the person gets the email, sees, wow, this guy just sent that to 10 different people. It's a little awkward. Okay. Right? So put it in the BCC section. Make sure you put a comma after each email or send them one by one. I prefer to send them one by one. So when right. the replies come in your inbox, you're looking at each lead individually one by one. Right. Right. And then. Well, what kind of what 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 does your message say in these emails that you send out? In the emails, similar to the text message, just a little bit longer. Hi, my name is Gil. Uh, I saw the property you advertised on Craigslist. I wondered if it's avail- uh, you know I wonder if it's available for sale, right? And this is in the rental section, right? Mm-hmm. Or for lease purchases. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if your house is available. I'm wondering if your house is available for rent to own or lease with an option to purchase. If it is, please contact me at. 
one, two, three, four, and send that email out. Very simple. Your email address, don't put something like, you know, gillbuyshouses at gmail.com, yeah. right? You're going to want to make it personal, uh, personal outbound email, your name and your number. That's it. And you're not Nothing giving them a out. website to no. go to? And- uh, I don't give them a website to go to right off the bat. I mean, again, this is for like the first time person that doesn't have all those autoresponders and a website that, you know, has all the bells and whistles. So it's a plain email, comes back, and then see the responses either the end of the day or the following day, right? right? right. In Gmail, um, we like to use Gmail the most because it's linked to a Google Calendar, it's linked to a Google Voice, and you can direct everything all into your email, right? Mm-hmm. A good feature to have in your Gmail, and I don't know if people are really using it because it's, um, it's one of those experimental, it's in Google Labs, the is labs. Can, yeah, canned responses, Okay. okay. Canned responses will allow you to save templates in your email, right? So you can just hit the template, you know, outbound marketing, right? And send that 10, 20 times a day uh, to unique email addresses. And then when people reply, you can have another canned response um, that says, you know, okay, great. Um, let's set up a time to call back, yada, yada. So canned responses, templates that you can save, nice. right? Okay. Another good feature that we think is a must have for your Gmail and anybody you know getting started can sign up for this it's called boomerang yeah okay um, boomerang has a free um, free sign up and then there's a premium one at like um, you know for like 499 for like five bucks a month boomerang allows you to send an email out and click a feature where if they don't reply within two days, seven days, 30 days, that email will bounce back into your inbox and then you can resend it out. Right. Yeah, I use that. I like it a lot. We love that. I mean, it, you can schedule emails out so that they send you. Um, they can send out every month. So it's a great alternative, especially if you're looking for a cost-effective way to do it. Well, you can. Can you send it an email in the future too? With yep. That? Okay. You can schedule future emails. You can schedule multiple nice. um, future emails. So for somebody that you know doesn't have like an eye contact subscription or anything, you know, any premium monthly. Um, autoresponders, that's a great alternative uh, to be able to do that. We have VAs that are able, I mean, we're on top of our follow-up system just because of that one particular feature. Excellent. Right? Follow-up is follow-up is so important. Yeah, like they say, I mean, the money is in the follow-up and, and that will allow you to stay on well, top. And that's why outsourcing is so important because if, if you aren't doing the follow-up and if you're like me, you're not going to be doing it, um, then somebody else needs to do it. Great, I mean, great. otherwise, it's not going to get done. You're never going to get any traction. And worst case, as much as I love Craigslist because it's it's free, um, you can do the work yourself. You can have other people do it. You know, it's a great way to start a relationship with um, a VA internationally, a working relationship where you're not losing any money on your marketing, right? You can start to build the trust. The biggest thing I see with investors, especially, you know, they're very hesitant to because they're not sure if the work is going to get done. Mm-hmm. So that particular doubt mentally will just it will, will stunt the growth of your business because you're not sure you, you've already made the decision that you're not going to move forward, right? It's not going to get done and it's holding you back. So that will allow you to build the trust and gradually outsource more work as you build that confidence. Right. Good. So what kind of other marketing do you, does a VA can can they do for you? They can do call fire. Okay, that's voice Um, blasting, right? Yep, voice blasting where you um, would record the personal outbound message. Um, Hi, my name is Gil. I was wondering if your house is available for sale um, or if it's available for rent to own or lease with an option to to purchase. Uh, If it is, give me a call. Good. So you record the messages on CallFire. CallFire, it's a, it's a subscription um, or you pay per outbound message, mm-hmm. but the costs are super economical. Yeah. Right? It's just very tedious and the time, it can be time consuming because you're doing repetitive tasks of data entry and scheduling. Right? So your VA can do that for you uh, and do that on a regular basis. The calls will route to your cell phone or to a number of your choice. Right. Okay. If you let it ring to voicemail, then your VA can now access the voicemail, listen to all of them, and forward the ones that are motivated. Good. So that way you focus on the people that are uh, the leads that are motivated, the motivated sellers, while the VA will be the ones to follow up on those that are not motivated, enter them in a follow-up calendar so that month to month they check and see if the motivations change. And it has. We pull leads from Craigslist and contracts that we've marketed four or five months ago. We just did that the other day. Nice. 
Yeah, that's so important. You, you got to have a way to track your sellers, people that you talked to in the past and made offers to in the past, and follow up with them. Um, the more you start doing this marketing too, you'll find that um, close to half of your leads are going to come from people that you've talked to in the past. All right, we're back. That was strange. We had a little audio problems there, but we were talking about uh, call fire um, and following up, how important it is to follow up with sellers. But uh, you're absolutely right, Gil. You have to follow up with people um, and put them in some kind of uh, sequence, autoresponder sequence, you know, reminders that, okay, call them in a month, see if they have they sold their house yet, is it still available? Um, so, so critically important. Yep, yep. Um, so, yeah, just to do a quick recap, text messaging, right? Use Google Voice. It's free. There's a certain limit that you can send outbound. Um, when you sign up for a Google Voice account, pick a generic local number. Yeah. Make sure you have a local area code. There's a higher uh, chance that they'll call you back because it's a local number, um, so it's better conversion. Um, take off the call screening feature um, in the Google Voice settings right. uh, and make sure you record a personal voicemail. Otherwise, you're going to get an automated message, which you don't want that. You don't want people to hear the Google Voice user cannot be, you know, cannot be reached. So make sure you record a personal voicemail. You know, hi, my name is Gil. Sorry I missed your call, but I'll give you a call right back as soon as I get back home. You know, so that's important. You're not giving some kind of outgoing message that is three, four, five minutes long. No, not you're at all. Trying to pre-screen them out and make them jump through all these hoops. Yeah, you know, especially when you're first starting out, and um, you, you want to be able to go through as much volume and really have a lot of opportunity to talk to sellers. Yeah. Right. Because the better you are at talking to sellers, um, the the better your chances of converting and getting those contracts, making offers, and doing deals. Yeah. Um, and you know, once you start putting money towards direct mail, now you're a lot more proficient. You're good at, as Claude says, you're good at giving phone. Yeah. You know, and you're not burning money. You're not frustrated, man. I just spent like 700 bucks, and you know, only come to realize that you can't talk on the phone, or you're struggling with that skill set. Oh yeah, that's a whole another topic we need to talk yeah. more about. But exactly, you got to be good at uh, talking to sellers. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about um, the whole call fire, call blasting thing, because mm-hmm. um, you have to be you have to be careful with that. There are yeah. rules and laws against uh, robocalling. Um, personally, where I'm at on the issue is. People are putting their phone number on Craigslist. They want you to call them if you're interested in leasing or buying their house. So I don't have a problem calling them. But I still subscribed to and registered with the National Do Not Call Registry. Yep. Um, and also, when you're doing voice blasting, it's important that you give the people that you're calling the option to talk to a live person by pressing 1 or, or pressing 8 to be added to your Do Not Call list. Do Not Call list, yep. Um, it's real important that you do that. And yeah. we also filter out the people that we've called before, so we're you know we don't call people um, more than once every couple three months. Yeah, and I mean to set the right expectation with any outbound marketing campaign, there's always going to be yeses, there's always going to be nos, and there's always going to be maybes. That's a good point. Right, a bulk of them will probably be nos and the maybes. Right, so really all you're looking for um, is how many nos you can experience in a day because the yes is part of that. Well, that's a great thing about outsourcing. Yeah, exactly. Let, let your VA get all those nos. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've found that we actually prefer cold calling now better yeah. than voice blasting. A whole lot. Um, and and you can and actually Call Fire has this feature where it's called I think power dialing or something like that, mm-hmm. um, where you can actually upload a hundred phone numbers, and it'll dial the numbers for you one by one, and as and soon it, as it goes to a live person, um, that, it'll be that. transferred to you, and then the campaign will pause until you're off the phone. Is that right? Yep, it pretty much juggles everything so that you are constantly talking to people. You're not spending a couple seconds here and there or a minute just trying to dial. Right, and right. and you're not leaving messages. So once the voicemail comes on, the system will automatically leave a message. Yep, exactly. And then you, can, you can move; it'll just automatically start dialing the next person. So they've yep. actually done studies, and you can call like three times as many people if using a feature like that. Um, yeah. But, you know, keep it simple, especially when you're getting started on this. You know, just keep it simple. And um, if you got a good VA, just have them call 15, 20, 30 people a day, mm-hmm. which won't take long. And, Not at all. And you shouldn't be on the phone more than a couple minutes with the seller anyway. Get some basic information. Ask them if they're interested. If they are, um, you know, send that lead on to the investor. Uh, or email them some information. So that's very, very important. And the cool thing about all of this that I get so excited about is that you could literally – 
do deals anywhere in the country. That is true. And and my wife and I are planning on going to um, Prague, the Czech Republic, for a couple months in April and May mm. of 2012. And um, we're in the talking stages, but I think we're going to do it. And, and, and my business isn't going to skip a beat because I have my, vert, my VAs doing the marketing for me. And I have local people here in, the, in, in St. Louis that are selling the properties for me. Yep. So that's what I love about this so much because literally you're, you can be location independent. And you can really live the virtual lifestyle um, and do these deals from anywhere in the country. Right now, um, Gil, we're doing marketing together. And this is so cool because Gil's got the VAs. They're doing these cold calls. They're sending them my contracts. They're getting them signed. And they're signing them online electronically. I get the email um, that this uh, lead has come in. And then it goes, uh, I get this email. I look at the agreement. And I send it immediately to my local realtor who starts marketing and advertising the home. And I really have never even talked to the seller. I've never seen the house. And I don't even hear about it again until my realtor calls me up and says, we got a buyer <laughs> and I need you to sign the check. <laughs> and then I deposit it. I love this business, right? It's exactly, you can do it from anywhere at any time. I mean, for those of you that, that don't, you know, like I've known Joe for about a year now, I've come to learn that he spends 90% of his time with his family and 10% of it on well, his real estate business. <laughs> you yeah. know, so. I, I, um, do, I do outsource about 90% of my, my the, the deal side of my business, I outsource about 90% of it. I, I, the rest of my time I spend uh, teaching and coaching, working on this podcast, and there's a lot that goes into this that you don't know about. But Of course, um, yeah. There's also... You know this podcast, for instance. Um, I haven't done this yet, but I want to get to a point where I can take this audio after it's been recorded and send it to my VA, and my VA then go through and, and tag the MP3 file and upload it to my Lipson server, um, and then create a new post on the on the website for the podcast. Make sure that the feeds are working properly, and then we also do the Q and A videos and have those go into YouTube. So there's a bunch of little technical things here yeah. um, that your VA can do for whatever your business is. And, and we haven't even touched on social media, which is huge. No, um, in fact, let's, let's talk about that right now. Talk about what a VA can do for you and your business when it comes to social media. Uh, for social media, I, they can maintain you know your social media accounts for your business to promote it, to make regular updates, um, to network and reach out to other prospects, leads, investors, brokers, you know people that can further your business or can send you leads, even if it's something as simple as connecting you with other real estate agents, so they can make posts for you. There's VAs out there who can write articles and blogs um, where you can ultimately sign off on them and um, you know claim the articles as original content. Right. Um, you know they can do all of that stuff, especially if you're you know if you don't have time to, to maintain that particular. Um, it's 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 big enough you have to do all the marketing, but once you start growing and there's the whole social media side that you've got to get into and maximize, you know they can help you with that, right? And you just stay on top of it and and monitor it. You know Joe talks about like uh, you know the whole MP3s thing. Um, how is your VA gonna you know make calls from back home if they're gonna be working from home, right? So that's a normal question we get asked. Um, Skype, right? We use Skype. Um, there's an unlimited. Uh, U.S. and Canada calling plan for two ninety nine. Yeah, talk about um, that. That's good. Y- yeah, and and I know that's it. Their website is not very user friendly, um, and it's one of those things where it kind of pops up on like a secret menu. But search for a two ninety nine unlimited monthly calling plan that will allow the VA or yourself to make unlimited outbound calls into the U.S. and Canada from, from a local phone number. So yeah, well, when she calls somebody, it, it looks like there's a local phone number on the caller ID, right? Exactly. You have to the local phone number. That's a paid. That's an uh, add-on feature, but it's for a minimal fee, and you can pick a local area code and number of your choice. So that's going to help. We have VAs that don't have a local phone number. It works out just fine because they leave a number that they can um, that will go to the the, the investor or the local professional, right? So two ninety nine. Use it with Skype. Um, another great feature to add with your Skype is called MP three Skype Recorder. Uh, 2.1.1.1, right? right. It, re- it records every call that comes in and out. And that, that's great because, um, and, and, and um, Alex uses that a lot mm. um, for, with his VA. By the way, Alex has a VA. I wish he was here. Um, but we've talked about this in the bonus videos. Check that out because um, in those bonus videos, Alex has a VA that returns all of his calls and actually makes offers to the sellers on the yep. phone. Mm-hmm. And um, But... 
sometimes he'll record the calls um and it depends on the state you got to check your state to make sure that it's you can do this because there are laws about that yeah um but i know in missouri you only need uh, consent from one person yeah and that's me so i can do that consent um, but you can record the calls and then put them into something like FreedomSoft so that your um, you can listen to those calls later at another time. But um, Skype makes that very easy to do. And we're recording this call right now on Skype. Yeah. Skype's a fantastic tool. It's gotten so much better than it was a few years ago. And um, it's, just, it's just amazing. My VA calls me from Skype on my cell phone sometimes when she has questions and I'm talking to her and she sounds like she's – you know, down the street. Local, yeah. And the, the quality, they've definitely stepped up their game. The quality sounds great. Um, we use this to make outbound calls unless they're in an actual facility. Um, but yeah, we use this to make outbound calls for those that work at home. And all the calls um, get recorded. So there's the quality screening. You can yeah. check that. And yeah, it works great. And it's free too, to mention that MP3 oh, yeah. Skype recorder is free. And that's if you have a Mac. If you have a, I mean, if you have a PC. Yeah. Um, PC, there's actually a bunch of different tools that can record calls. With a Mac, I think there's only one or two. Uh, Call Recorder is one of them. I mean, just Google Mac Skype Recorder if you want to find the other one. There's another one out there. Um, so social media, though, um, you could have a VA uh, help you write blog posts for your website. Um, they can help you with uh, updating and following um, things, following people in your Twitter account and, and whatnot. So... I know for you, Gil, uh, you were playing with my LinkedIn account. <laughs> yeah. Um, now if you type in uh, St. Louis Investor or St. Louis Wholesaler or whatever, I'm number one. Um, it's just crazy. And I'm not doing as nearly as much uh, activity on, activity <laughs> on LinkedIn as I should be. Um, but hopefully that's changing. And the same with um, YouTube and, and Facebook. Um, so depending on what your goal is for your business social media is really really important i know keith and shannon french if you want to see a good example of of using social media in a real estate investing business you've got to check out keith and shannon french i'm trying to interview them for this podcast um but they have a website buybaltimoreproperties.com uh, where they have a gazillion youtube videos they're very yeah. active on twitter and facebook and they get they don't even have to market their homes anymore because all they need to do is, is post something on Facebook or send out a YouTube video and a tweet. And they get found. And they yeah. get buyers. They, they'll go into grocery stores and see. People will say, hey, you're the couple on TV. Because they, <laughs> they have so many YouTube videos of them walking through their properties and stuff. Um, so social media is important. Um, we got a bunch more to talk about here. That um, We talked about some of the tools that we use. Uh, we use Skype a lot. Um, what are some other tools that you use in the outsourcing business. What are some tools that you could use to manage the VAs and to manage, manage the yeah. projects? Uh, one thing, I mean, there's Basecamp, um, okay. and they have a free feature that um, uh, you can use as well before you go with the premium account. Um, one thing that, another one that we personally use and like is Mavenlink. Okay. Uh, it's M-A-V-E-N-L-I-N-K, mavenlink.com. Um, we use this for real estate. We use it for um, other projects and other businesses as well, like when we do websites for other clients, when we do um, search engine optimization, when we do their social media. It's a great way for you to interact with the VA so you can see all the tasks, you can schedule them, uh, and you can monitor the progress. Can you, you can give that to me one more time? Yeah. It's mavenlink. Uh, M-A-V-E-N-L-I-N-K dot com. Wow, okay. And um, you can invite other people to view so that they can look into the workspace and see what's going on. Um, but you can also control what they see so that they don't see you know, sensitive information like budgets, pricing. Um, they, they are not able to see who else is working within the workspace so that they can't you know, predatorily attack and try to grab your, the people on your team because uh, that happens too. You know? um, but yeah, mavenlink.com. And that's free, um, they have a free version. Yeah, they've got a free version. You can even try it out for 30 days. Um, email them directly, and then they also have discounts and promos. Um, let's see. So when it says it says three active projects, mm -hmm. what? How do you define a project? A project it can either be per deal, right? So you got three deals going on there, or you can have real estate project, and then you can have multiple deals within that. So that counts as one project, right? So. 
you can define it as, okay, if you're doing, you know, client A, B, and C, right, if you're a professional uh, and you have uh, multiple clients. Um, for real estate, we do it by deals or we do it by investor, right? Let's say we're working with um, Joe in St. Louis. So this is within St. Louis. These are all the deals and tasks that we have active. So you're paying right? for one of the more premium plans then? Yeah, yeah, because we're, we're, we're well within the... Um, the hundred plus that we have okay. to oversee and stuff. Yeah, I, I use a. I just signed up for a program called TeamworkPM.net. <laughs> TeamworkPM.net, and um, I've not played with it enough to be an expert on it, but uh, I, I like what I see there. Um, and I think I signed up for uh, twenty-five bucks a month, and it gives you. 15 or 20 projects I think that you can work with the um what else I mean if you want to Google Docs is yeah. I mean it's super robust in the features that you know we have clients and investors that will work with where we'll stay within Google Docs because it's free it's easy to use um Mavenlink syncs with that when you're looking for something like a project management software make sure it can link to your email accounts and so you can just all connect that um eventually when you upgrade your systems mm. um but it's super robust um for real estate and this particular in the real estate sector you know we use uh, FreedomSoft and RealFlow Right. Okay. Yeah. Um. You know, once you're doing deals and once you have money to set aside and and you know put into the business or reinvest that, um. You know, the virtual assistants can seamlessly transition and use those accounts. Right. You don't have to rely so much on having to train the VA to do everything. We leverage all the training videos that are available online. Right. We make it a requirement that you have to go through this training. It's part of it. it you know, it's part of the work. If you want to get promoted. You know, you've got to complete this training, and then you got to report back to me and show me how to use this software, <laughs> right? Okay. Um, so that way, there's there's less pressure on you to have to train and walk everybody through all these items. Your your you know the virtual assistant should be proficient. If they're good, they'll figure it out, right? And I mean, you know, culturally, that's the great thing about it too. When you're outsourcing to the Philippines, they're pretty crafty. They'll they'll find creative ways and figure things out. Just give them the right tools, and they'll be able to connect the dots, right? And that's the type of person you want to work with. Right. If they can't figure that out, if they can't piece those, if they can't, you know, go through the training videos and understand it, then maybe, you know, you should look for somebody else that can that that meets those needs for you. Hey, back to um, Mavenlink. You talked about integrating well with Google. What, what mm -hmm. do you mean by that? How does it? How do you use it to in your integrating with with Google? Yeah. So, let's say you have we're working on a file, right? Like in Saint, um, you know, in, in San Diego, California, this is the spreadsheet of all of the leads we've cold called. Okay. You can upload the file from your desktop onto Google Docs. Okay. Okay, and that Google Docs can be accessed in Mavenlink. So let's say you know I have Bob, Tim, and Susie as part of that project workspace. I just upload the documents. Hey guys, here's the uh, the leads that we need to call for San Diego. Um, I've uploaded the file. You can access it. Go ahead and start doing the cold calls, and then send me whoever said yes or might be interested in a lease purchase, and I'll outsource that deal to the local investor. Okay. So it does that. One thing too is it can schedule. It can sync your calendar. You schedule an item on the calendar, and then it will remind you through Google Calendar. Um, we use recurring appointments. So for like monthly, if a lead's not motivated now, then we'll contact him four weeks later on to see how the motivations change. And these are all recurring reminders. You just have to log in, and Google Calendar can send you a nice email, you know, at six, seven o'clock in the morning of what your daily agenda looks like, so you know what you need to be doing and where your follow-ups need to be. Interesting. And then how does it integrate with Gmail? Gmail with Gmail, um, you can use your Gmail account to log in, right? Simply so that way you don't have to sign up for another um, new email account. You can use your Gmail username and password to lo uh, log in. You can invite other people who have a Gmail account, so it works with people's email so that they can use that as their username and password. And um, so user accounts, Gmail, and that's how we used to communicate. I mean, it's, it's, it's free. You don't have to sign up or pay for a premium email account. And with the features in Gmail, they're pretty robust. You really, if you, you can bootstrap your business that way. So I like how it integrates so well with Gmail. I'm looking at it now. Yeah. And because um, I don't know if Teamwork PM, which I just signed up for, integrates that well with Google. Yeah. I mean, there's you can... 
it also integrates well with Yahoo. You can use your Yahoo email. It's, it's one of those um, sites and, and software that will use whatever your existing username and password is and whatever accounts you have and link um, into that account, right? So you can communicate through email um, by using that. I know you can... Teamwork PM allows you to um, synchronize with your Google Calendar. It does let you do that. But... Um, Hmm. Yeah. I, have to, I have to spend more time looking at it because yeah, I'm, really, I'm really interested in this. Um, last thing too, their customer support is amazing. You know, I, I'm one of those people where if I don't understand or if I'm having the littlest bit of trouble, I will call customer support and they will walk me through it. Um, so their customer support is great, uh, both email and over the phone, and and that's a pretty big deal for me because you know we we go through a lot of different uh, projects and tasks and. Um, Having somebody just take care of that on the other end helps out. <laughs> right. Um, cool. I know Teamwork PM integrates with Dropbox pretty well, but I like the fact that it integrates with – I like the fact that Mavin Link integrates with um, Google Docs. With the Google Docs, yeah. And, and Google Docs is increasing the space that they're working on. So, you know, we upload call lists for outbound calls. We upload text calls for the VA so they know who's going to get text. We upload email lists in there. So the VA just logs in there, sends out the emails. Um, with Gmail, you can have multiple inboxes, right? Or you can have, let's say, bob1 at gmail.com, bob2 at gmail.com, bob3 at gmail.com. You can set it up so that all of those email accounts will go into bob1 at gmail.com. When you reply, if the email was from bob2 at gmail.com, the email will say that it's from bob2 at gmail.com. So it'll come from the original email address. So, you know, we, we have up to like 10 plus accounts sometimes linking into one email account so that we can do all the work within one space. Right. Now, Teamwork PM does have a iPhone app, which I'm wondering, is it even that important to have it? Doesn't look like well, we're spending too much time on this. Yeah, I know. Anyway. Real Soft was going to come up with one, and I, I, I know Freedom Soft is trying to come up with an app too. So, just within the real estate, um, you know, space, that's those are things that we're looking forward to as well. All right, Gil, we've been um, talking about different ways to manage the projects that you have in VAs, and I think it's real important because you got to manage your projects, right? You have to make sure you have clear expectations and they're written down, mm -hmm. so your VAs know what they're supposed to do, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Simple it's as that. easy to stay on top of it, make sure you follow you know, that up, and um, you know it's getting done. Let's talk about um, where to find good VAs. I thought your, your uh, comments on um, what to put in the ads were pretty killer as far as you know, telling, asking for people who have worked for these certain companies or gotten these kinds of awards. That's awesome. Um, let's talk about where to find VAs. You know, a good place to start would, would always be Odesk, uh, okay. especially if it's your first time or even if you're a veteran. Uh, we put ads out there um, regularly just so that we can keep that uh, a pool of VAs that we can screen and constantly filter through. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we also notice um, different times of the year there's a higher volume of applicants and it tends to taper off towards, um, you know, the end of the year. So Odesk is a great place to start, very user-friendly. Um, you know, they have ways that you can um, look for VAs, process payments, um, and, and, you know, they have that all built in there. So that's a great place to start and then make sure when you're screening them, you know, you put those criteria and that type of background experience that you're looking for. Right. Um, another great source uh, in order to get the ball, you know, really moving uh, in, in terms of your recruiting and going through different candidates is that we also ask the VAs themselves for referrals. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because although they might not be a good candidate, they do know of somebody else that w could be a better fit for the job. Um, so we let them know that, you know, just like a real estate deal where you pay a finder's fee, same thing. We, you know, we go through the same practice where if you know of a great candidate, you know, we'll pay you a finder's fee. And we have people that regularly report to us uh, and they just source candidates to us from time to time. Hmm. So. It's uh, it's a great way to build your pipeline. It's a great way to build your team, um, and you always want to have backups too. 
you know, especially if anything happens, whether it be weather or if it doesn't work out with the VA, you always want to have a a, a good backup. I can't tell you how many uh, professionals and investors that I talk to, um, you know, after like a couple months or a couple weeks, they get very frustrated because it doesn't work out with the VA for whatever reason. And now they're back to square one, you know, just when they thought they could actually, you know, move on to other things or grow their business, you know, they're right back where they started from. And, you know, it's tough. You, they got to rebuild that momentum. So ask for referrals from your VAs, offer to pay out a bonus, and make sure you save some work for that VA that's sending, um, you know, candidates your way as well. Well, that's really key. And I think, uh, let me chime in there because um, it's real important that you create processes and systems so that when you have your VAs and when they quit or when you fire them, because it's going to happen, mm-hmm. all you need to really do then is take that process manual that you have and it could be just a simple google doc and send it to the next one Uh, what i really recommend to people is is keep track of everything you have your vas do in a google doc or something like that and then create little videos of you what what i suggest is this write down all the marketing that you want to do um and what type what you want your va to do and for me it's pretty much marketing i want my va to do all my marketing and I write it all down in a bullet point, list by list, step by step. And this is the site you go to. This is what you look for. This is my username and password for that account, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then I create a little video. And there's two different tools that you can use. Um, Jing, J-I-N-G, just Google Jing. Yep. And then you can do five-minute videos there. And it's fine if you have to do multiple five-minute videos. But what it does is it gives you a link that you can paste for that video into your Google Doc. And so you can say, here's what I want you to do and watch these videos of me walking through it. And then you actually demonstrate it as you're going through. The other tool is a Screener, I think is what it's called, right? Um, screener, yep. S-C-R-E-E-N-R.com. Good. It's free. Yeah. And that also gives you a link. So then you can put those links of those videos in your Google Doc and share them with whoever is doing your work for you. And the cool thing is then you can unshare it with other people that you aren't working with anymore. Um but that allows you to keep track of everything when you do. So once it comes time to find somebody else, you already have the stuff written down that you want them to do. So um, the other thing that I have my VAs do, and I need to be better at this, but I make them write down everything they're doing for me. Uh, mm-hmm. So if I send them an email with some instructions of what I want them to do, I want them to keep a journal of that. And one of the good things about things like Mavenlink, Mavenlink, whatever, um, mm-hmm. or TeamworkPM.net, it allows you to keep track of that stuff, so um, you can keep you can follow those messages, that those instructions in there, and keep a record of that. What you'd want to avoid is just the back and forth of Skype text messaging, which is good, has its usefulness, but you you lose track of things. You know, if you yeah. start doing too many messages and things and that back and forth, it's you can lose track of that. But all right, so you talked about Odesk. Uh, are mm-hmm. there some other good sites that uh, you can find VAs on? You know that's that's probably the most reliable one hmm. that that anybody can start off of and use. Um, I'll let you know if we case we start finding other sources, um, but so far that's really the most reliable one. It's actually you know there's a lot of people that are are using and and um, it's getting pretty much spread around um, back home. Yeah. So it generates a lot of activity. You get a wide uh, array of um, expertise, especially if you're looking for something in the real estate niche. It's um it's it's pretty much. It, it's got everything in there for you. Yeah, and I like how you can manage your teams. You can yeah. communicate with them and keeps track of all your emails. And yeah. it's really easy to pay them. It just, you know, you get a timesheet. And the cool thing, too, is it lets you view the VA screen. Um, yeah. And so when they clock in and they're working for you, it shows you their screenshots of their screen so you can see that they're actually working on your stuff. And it actually measures their keystrokes and their mouse clicks. <laughs> it tells yeah. you how active their screen is. Um, but you, you only see their screen when they clock in or before they clock out when they say they're actually working for you. So they do a really good job of, of that. And the cool thing, too, is that you can see their past performance and reviews from other people that have hired them in the past. So you can see that uh, this person has been has got good reviews or uh, has worked this many hours on Odesk. You can see kind of a history um, yeah, I found guys doing stuff for me on Odesk for as little as fifty cents an hour, five zero cents an hour. Oh yeah, uh, you know I needed a database <laughs> and some spreadsheets scrubbed, or I needed some information off some websites, and you know I just put I, 
I don't care what their experience is. I just pick the cheapest one because um, it's grunt work. It's and data entry. It's, yeah. yeah. I mean, as long as it gets done, anybody can do it, you know, and, and um, it allows you to focus on revenue generating activity where it counts. Right, exactly. And, you know, I, t- talking about that, um, right now we're doing this podcast. And uh, I just started this podcast about three, four months ago. Um, we're doing really, really well. But I have not outsourced yet the production of the podcast. In other words, what I mean is I record these calls into through Skype into a, a program that saves them as an MOV file. And it takes me sometimes a good half an hour to an hour. Now, I'd say an hour minimum to put these podcasts together. So I have to take the MOV file and export it into an MP3 file, take it into Audacity, which is a free audio editing program, and add my intros and add my exit and piece everything together and clip out the stuff that I don't like, you know, (laughs) piece it all together, and then export it as its final MP3. And that takes a good 15 minutes sometimes. Then you have to take that into iTunes and tag it. And then you have to take it out of iTunes and upload it to Lipson, which is where I store my files. All of this stuff. And um, I've been wanting to outsource this for a long time. But I haven't because I want to make sure I understand how to do it first myself so I can train somebody to do it for me. Um, And it's also a control issue because um, it's hard to let that my little baby go like that. But um, what do you suggest for somebody like me um, if I have not had? Because I know what to do. I'm just, you know, I'm probably going to talk to you after this call or find somebody on Odesk and uh, get somebody that can help me with the audio and video stuff that we're doing now for this podcast. Um, what What do you recommend somebody like me do, Gil? You know, it's th- that's really a big thing for, especially if you're looking to outsource any form of work, and if this is, you know, like you said, this is your baby, this is your project. You know, you blood, sweat, and tears have gone into it, and a lot of hours, so you want to make sure it gets done right. Um, but at the same time, if if you don't do anything at all, you're really just going to keep spinning your wheels and not be able to move forward. I mean, start with something little first, right? Um, start with outsourcing it, simple data entry work, um, something where they can just for your podcast, you know, whether it be transcribing, tagging. Start outsourcing a little bit here and there, right? And then pay per project to start out first, right? That way you can build some sort of working relationship and the trust with whoever's on the other end and you have the confidence knowing that this person can handle the work uh, and while they're doing that let them know here's what I'd like you to start with you know in the long run here are some of the other tasks I'd like for you to do and I'd like to give somebody that I can trust if they can deliver the work and do this on a consistent basis right that way the you know the candidate also knows that they're in this for the long term they have opportunity to grow and make more you know so you're paying per product and eventually, you know, what you want to do is get them to the point where you have them on a full-time or a base and some sort of bonuses built in um, so that you can retain quality people for you as well. And that same person can become your local project manager. Yeah. Right? Because eventually they understand the different components of your business. They can manage that um, for you and at the same time oversee a group of people that will continue to drive those projects forward for you. Right, so that's the same thing we do for real estate investors, and that's really a great place um, uh, to start, so that you can ease into it, and at the same time, not be, you know, n- not be frozen in your tracks, not being able to do anything with these projects that you want to get uh, up and running. You know, it's fascinating. I'm at the Odesk right now, and I just did a quick search for audio video, and I uh, searched contractors. And then I searched for contractors that were four and a half stars or higher, four and a half to five stars. And I changed the maximum hourly wage to $5 an hour. So anything up to $5 an hour. And um, at the top of the list is this guy, RJ, that I've used before for audio and video editing for me. And uh, he's he's from the Philippines. He's worked over 4,000 hours on Odesk. And... um, I know he does good work. I've used him before, and I forgot all about him. <laughs> and it's um, you'll get some really good quality 
um, you know, out there. Because, I mean, just like how it is out here where you have a lot of people who are, you know, really experienced having to reenter the workforce and start over because, you know, companies are downsizing. And, you know, it's the same out there where you have incredible talent. You know, now they're looking in other places where they can utilize that talent. And they have, you know, they've actually banded together. They've got teams uh, in order to get these projects um, going. So you'll get some really good talent. I mean, something simple like I see companies out here paying several hundred to thousands and thousands of dollars for SEO. You know, if you, if you go on Odesk, if you go online, I mean, you can you can do this yourself for a whole lot cheaper, right? Or you can find somebody that can do it at a much much better um, budget, and you'll get the same quality of work as you would because what happens is that type of work gets outsourced internationally uh, and to other people anyway, hmm. right? It's just the guy in the middle that's making a ridiculously big spread because of you know, so. Same thing, if you're looking to bootstrap, uh, a good place for SEO because we get a ton of requests and, and questions about that is a website called selfpromotion.com. Now, SEO, for those who yeah. don't know, is search engine optimization. It's a way to build your site and do other things outside of your website to make Google show, make your sites show up on the first page. Yep. Basically. So if you're looking to, like if you're a local business in the area, let's say you're in, um, you know, you're a... Um, you're a dentist in San Diego. If somebody types in San Diego dentist, you know, you'll want to be on that page one because more and more people are using, you know, um, Google uh, to find local businesses that they can reach out to. Mobile now is huge. I think there were more mobile phones sold recently, and I think it was official. Best Buy released a statement on that. More mobile phones and smartphones sold than actual computers, wow. and these are becoming like powerful tools to find local businesses. So whatever industry you're in, you've got to leverage that and get on there. Um, so check out selfpromotion.com. Um, it's a great site that'll give you a basic overview about how to do this yourself and uh, how to get some help at really, really reasonable costs. I think you just have to tip their site and they'll do the work for you. <laughs> well, I'm looking at selfpromotion.com. It's a pretty ugly site. But it's an ugly, yeah, it's, it's like super Spartan site. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if it works, cool. All right, so yeah. uh, Odesk is a great site to go. There are others out there. Um, Elance is one. Um, Elance, Scriptlance, I think, is also another one. Or are they Elance now? Elance, I'm not sure. There's Guru.com. A lot of those sites might be good for more, I don't know even if this is true anymore, but when I was first looking into it a while ago, they're really good for um, real technical, specialized people. And maybe you want somebody in the U.S., mm -hmm. um, those sites might be good to go to. You're going to pay a little more premium for that. Um but honestly, man, I don't know if I, there's any work that you can't find somebody in the Philippines to do for you. Because yeah, nowadays, yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, what should I do, um, Gil? Should, uh, maybe we could talk about this off offline, but I thought maybe this would be good to talk about. I, I need somebody to help me with my audio and video for this podcast. Um, do you have somebody? Should I go to Odesk? Should I find somebody like a college intern um, here in, in St. Louis that could do that for me? I would, um, you know, like I would start first with with the local colleges, yeah. you know, see who's out there. I mean, like I said, start locally, uh, just to see if you can help somebody out here in your neighborhood or get somebody involved. Because there's also, I mean, there's some great talent that um, you'll be able to find right around the block. You know, they say you're like three feet from gold. Same thing when it comes to talent and and looking for people that can help you build your projects or businesses. Um, it doesn't hurt to actually, you know, go on Odesk, post an ad, see what type of responses. Um, you'll be getting as well. That way yeah. you've got uh, a plan B, right? It'll take you half an hour uh, to post something on Craigslist, to post something on Odesk, and then see what kind of hits um, you can go for there. And it's great too because the more hits and responses you get, the better, the stronger your position when you're hiring, right? Because now you're like, okay, now I, got, I have all this talent to go through. And if I'm talking to Bob, you know, I'll let Bob know there's about 50 other applicants I need to go through. And I don't want to have to go through them, but here's where we're at in terms of the budget. And, and realistically, here's the time frame I'd like to see it work in. And they'll, they'll you know, they'll compete for, for, for the project and, um, you know, give you a better selection pool uh, to work with. And you can actually break that up into chunks and, and give it to different people to see which one you really want to work with long term. Yeah. Well, um, cool. 
I, I'm looking forward to hiring somebody to help me with this podcast now because um, it's been I've been doing it myself long enough that uh, I I'll you know what and, and I'll also be able to release these episodes in a more timely fashion. <laughs> I'll be able to get them out quicker if I have somebody put it together for me. Oh yeah, and then you can work on you know other projects or get some more marketing coming in. And well, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with the with the internet these days, I mean, all, all I have to do is stick these files, these audio files and video files, onto Dropbox, for instance, and share it yeah. with somebody. They have access to the file, and uh, just create a little quick fifteen minute video is all I really need to do to maybe show the specifics I want on this uh, particular project. So. Cool. All right, let, we got some more questions I want to talk to you about, uh, uh, Gil. Mm -hmm. um, how do you pay your VA? I get that question a lot. Yeah, and you know we get that question too. The v for the ones that have worked with me for a long time now, and and the the working relationship and the trust is there. I mean, every they're on a flat um, base plus any bonuses and commissions on top of that. Okay. Right. If it's in real estate, it's how many deals will get processed, how many contracts that they can pull. Um, so base plus any bonuses and commissions. Right. We let them know. Look, I we'd like to bring in. It's more volume. We want to do more deals. That's what it's about. So. If you can help us get there, then you're going to share in the growth of the business as well, right? I want you to be a part of the growth. I want you to be able to oversee your own team and um, keep growing, you know. And I see this with all the um, with, with with all the students that you work with and that we've had a chance to work with. You know, if you're coming in and and you need to be smart with your budget, then just pay per project, right? Yeah. Um, one thing that uh, you know came out in the last several months, and, and we get this question asked too, is like, hey, what? Um, because we have clients who have VAs, and they're looking for ways to, you know, what can they do for bonuses or other incentives? Um, Groupon.com is now available in the Philippines as well. Hmm. Right, so what we do is we tie that in every month. There's something on Groupon.com that we will pay for out here and use that as like a bonus or a reward system. You know, whether it be a family activity, you know, um, um, prizes or an experience. Um, there's a Groupon Philippines version, right? So you can tie that in there and um, throw that in the mix. Have contests. It, it improves morale. It keeps it interesting for them, especially for the ones that are on the phones um, taking a million no's a day just to find the qualified leads. Yeah. Uh, we put that in um, in there as well. That way, it, it's it helps with the overall performance and um, keeps the environment positive. Nice. Okay, cool. Um, got a few other things to ask you, but um, we got to get off this call. Yeah. <laughs> we could talk another couple hours about this. But um, you, you recently moved to St. Louis. The cool thing yep. about uh, those of you guys who don't know Gil is he's just a real nice guy. <laughs> and uh, um, he's a real go-getter. Um, Gil and I are starting to do more deals together, partnering on deals. And uh, he's just a marketing ninja. And he's got a whole team of well-qualified VAs. And we're starting to see some pretty fantastic results um, in my own business, flipping deals, getting properties under contract for traditional wholesaling and wholesaling lease options. But uh, Gil, uh, we have also created a team of VAs that do marketing for some of our students. And yep. um, it's something that we really haven't launched yet full scale, um, but we're, we're tweaking it as we go and we're seeing some incredible results. Um, so I want to just throw this out real quick. You can take a look at it. Uh, Gil and I have a website, wholesalingmarketing.com, wholesalingmarketing.com, and uh, we have a team of VAs that do a lot of marketing. It could be uh, uh, text messaging, voice blasts, emails, cold calls, direct mail. We're specifically targeted towards the wholesaling industry right now. So, mm -hmm. um, and we're 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 always kind of tweaking it as we go, but. So far, it's been a pretty good success, and we're seeing some students get, I hate to say it, overwhelmed with leads, which is a good thing. <laughs> you know, They're getting a ton of calls, and so the trick then becomes staying on top of that and managing that. But uh, Gil's doing a great job helping me with that, and uh, I highly recommend you check that out. Anything else, Gil, you want to add before we uh... – and by the mm. way, you will be hearing more about that. In the future, so keep your eyes and ears open. We're going to start opening the doors slowly to uh, to more and more people for that thing. And um, anything else you want to add? 
Last thing, what's the other big thing I know I, um, in terms of questions? Oh, one last thing. You know, how do we keep our VAs long term? Yeah, you know, um, yeah. we have some VAs that um, try out a few days and they're gone a couple weeks. Um, I've had VAs and teams that I've been able to maintain for the past several years. You know, then again, I also started very early, um, you know, with my companies and building these relationships. One thing, if there's what's crucial and it's part of our program with every person that comes on board and works with us, especially um, internationally or if any work is outsourced, there's a personal development program that they have to be involved in or they have to set for themselves. Right, so they got to be reading the uh, the books by the John Maxwell, Jim Rohns, anything about personal development that they set for themselves, so that as the business grows, we know, and, and there's less pressure on us to have to crack the whip or stay on top of the VAs, um, and they, you know, they develop over time, not just in the workplace but as an individual as well, and and start getting into the whole leadership roles and really grow um, in their positions. So that's been the biggest difference between the teams and the individuals we had long term, having their own personal development programs as part of it as well. And we have them set that up and show it and present to us so that you know we know that they're doing. Um, they're taking some initiative on their own, and, and that would set them apart from everybody else that tries to apply or, or wants to get promoted um, in our program. Good. Good. Well, Gil's the guy. He's the expert at this stuff, and um, he still keeps his um, one foot in the Philippines and one foot here in the U.S., which is awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, Gil, this has been really, really informative. I really appreciate it. And... Um, I think we probably need to do one of these again in the future to talk about marketing that is working well today. Uh, this was a good overview of outsourcing, but we really just kind of scratched the surface. Yeah. Um, so. Anything we can do to help, if there's any questions on this, I'll make sure I'll type out any of the sites and tools that we talked about on this call so that if anybody wants to check those out, there's a list that they can go, um, go through. Everything that we went over, you can apply that and start that today and yeah. get your own, you know, launch your own marketing and, you know, start maintaining your own team of um, VAs or just for yourself. Get going. Yeah, and check out the, um, the show notes. We'll have some stuff in there. But also in our free bonus at realestateinvestingmastery.com, our fast cash survival kit. We have a video Alex and I did about outsourcing. And um, we talked on there about how we do it. And I included a free report on there on how to find, hire, and train um, a $2 an hour VA. Mm -hmm. And I walked through the steps. I have um, about an hour's worth of video on there. Um, I talk about how to manage the projects and how to, how to do all that good stuff. And um, I... Um, and then I show a video on there how to use Odesk, walking <laughs> through that and how to. I actually put up, posted a job, uh, started the stopped the video and came back the next day and I had a hundred and forty something applicants, <laughs> and uh, I then um, took the um, uh, I walked through how to, I looked at and reviewed the people and what I did, um, and how I hired mm -hmm. eventually somebody. So. But Gil, thanks again so much. Sure appreciate it. Yeah, thank it. you, Joe. Thank you so much. And Alex as well. It's awesome. I mean, now I can check this off my little bucket list. Come out on a podcast. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> thank you, guys. Awesome. It's awesome what you guys do. And I can't tell you how many people say that they love your guys' podcast. So much good content. And it's it's really great to have been featured on here. Really appreciate it. All right. Everybody, uh, talk to you later. Realestateinvestingmastery.com. See ya. <laughs>